Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kopitar was tied up by Jensen. Long shot. Carter in the slot to Foley. Gathers. Waits. Looks to drop it off. Here's Ledoux pinching. Hesitates and shoots. He scores! You're listening to All the King's Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Pops back out in front. Bertuzzi. Got a touch to it. Not enough. I follow to the empty net. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the King's Men. The team opens up a four-game road trip tonight in Winnipeg, but before they do that, we've got a brand new episode for you. You can stream or subscribe today at lakings.com slash podcast, and if you do subscribe, feel free to rate and review us. Thanks. Enjoy the show. All right, joining me now, James Whitlock. How are you doing today, James? Loving life. We're two games into the season. It's a bit early to be having a weekly recap but that's exactly what this is a weekly recap the kings won oh and one in their first two games what's your feeling about the first two games so far optimistic disappointed about what you expected i i think you have me around because i'm always rainbows and butterflies so right now <laughs> it's like we're uh we're on track for uh for 123 points and <laughs> like we're doing great now i i think I think we've seen some exciting things in the just in the first two games that we didn't even see in preseason. Yeah, and things are starting to fit a little better. We're seeing a little more consistency with the line, so now you're now you're starting to see how people's chemistry work together. So I know we'll get into a lot of that, but ultimately I'm feeling really good, and I think it's going to outshine what people predicted the Kings to do for the year. During the preseason, a lot of people saw some of my posts on social media people that bumped into me at the games were sort of laughing at me going come on man it's it's preseason like you're the one who always says preseason doesn't i mean not not that i'm alone in that right. mantra but preseason doesn't matter everybody knows it every year you can look at it and say like vegas you know looked awful in the preseason last year and buffalo went you know unbeaten or something like that so yeah preseason doesn't matter but you're 100 percent right there are a number of players who based on how they looked in, in the preseason games you would have thought Oh, you know, right. there's a little bit of concern. And then the puck drops <laughs> at the, you know, home opener. And Ilya Kovalchuk, I've said it before. I, I just simply didn't know his game was that well-rounded and he was right. that good. I just didn't know. That's one of the great things that's come out of the last two games. Yeah. Um, Anshay Kopitar has been on fire. Tyler Toffoli, a lot of people said this was an important season for him. He's come out and contributed. Yeah. You know, Mike Matteo, the youngsters, Austin Wagner. Um, Which I didn't see a lot of uh, of the of how special Matteo was um last year right you know he really didn't pay a lot of attention and shame on me but now just in these first two games i'm like this guy's got a laser eye and in limited minutes too yeah you know we've talked about that on the post games he's only been given six or seven minutes a night and in the and same with wagner in those six or seven minutes he still manages to find a way to make two or three plays right th that make you go oh make an impact on yeah. the game um Honestly, if you had asked me what my expectations were after two games, specifically those two games against the Sharks and the Red Wings, I would have said one and one. Mm -hmm. So I would have expected you lose to the Sharks. Not that the Sharks are unbeatable, but 
the Kings generally lose to the Sharks on opening night. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's the introductions and the pregame ceremony. We're and... not good on no, ceremony nights. No, just, exactly. It's fact. Yeah, so I figured that would have been a loss. So the fact that they got a point out of that game I thought was great. And the Red Wings are not going to be very good this year. And He's young, uh, yeah. So, you know, they got outplayed, I thought, for most of the game. But at the end of the night, talent won out, and they beat the Red Wings. So 1-1 one and one is what I would have expected to go 1-0-1. Oh and one. Every little point is going to help, and especially in the Pacific Division. If you can pick up a point against an opponent like the Sharks. Yeah. Um, obviously disappointing the quick goes down, but I thought Jack Campbell handled himself really well. What did you think of the uh, the replacement? Uh, the replacement. The, the plus one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Campbell... Campbell looked really good in this game, and and granted, he probably should with Detroit. Yeah. Um, I think this road trip's going to show a little bit more. And I mean, he's a skilled player, and and there's a reason why he's backing up quick. So, I I expect it to be a pretty good road trip, and and uh, I think we'll see. I think everybody's going to be pretty happy with with the way we're lined up. And Budai travels too, so uh, you know we got him behind Campbell, and that's you know that's he did he did pretty well for us before. It did change our defensive system to play with him, but mm-hmm. I think since then they've they've figured. I'm, I would assume they figured a way to kind of work him better into the program. Well, and the team, the team identity has changed, right? They mm-hmm. just told you know it's a different coaching staff, different front office, talent is different. So <clears throat> I was really curious when when Quick went down, would they institute a more you know home plate based defensive strategy, or would they go the opposite route and say? We have speed, we have youth, and now we have a guy like Kovalchuk. Do we try rather than trying to prevent that extra goal every night? Do we mm-hmm. go out and try and score that extra goal every night um, against Detroit? I felt like it was just a regular Kings game. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that you know, it was, I I just felt like they got a little bit caught a little bit, maybe knowing that they could win on talent, and so maybe not outworking Detroit. But it's a long season. I'm not gonna pull my hair well, i don't have any hair but if i had any hair i wouldn't be pulling it out um, over that performance well and, and the second period too i mean you're talking about six six shots on goal like i would expect more yeah so uh it's one of those things where you take note of those we got that's something that uh, the system has to change and make sure we're not putting those periods into games because yeah. notably last year the second period was not a strong period third period is kind of when everybody expected the kings to catch up so um, seeing that that changed a little bit, got a goal in the second uh, in that game against Detroit that that did uh, brighten my spirits. Yeah, and I'm going to use that as a an opportunity to segue into a topic. Uh, I had it fourth on our on our topic list, but I'm going sh- to shift it to the first, um, and that's the play of Andre Kopitar. Yeah, he scores the first goal in both games. You know, he's the captain. He knows how important the season is. You're working in new line mates. You're working in new players. You've got a new, you know, starting goalie with Quick out. I just, I mean, I can't. I, I not that I didn't like Kopitar before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> af, but after last season, where I I really passionately believe he should have won the MVP award, um, I think he's already off to an amazing start. And you see guys like Tavares scoring a hat trick in Toronto, and you see guys like Patrick Kane with the overtime winner. Um, or maybe it was the goal to get them to overtime. But, but I mean, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You see stars doing star things. Right. And and two games in, Andre Kopitar is doing star things. Before and, we get that, yeah. uh, also Kane taunting. Yes, Austin no, that was, the, that was great. I, <laughs> that was fantastic. Hockey love. You have yeah. to mention that. Uh, 
But no, you're right. Kopitar coming in and and especially the way he's scoring this goal to mm-hmm. these uh these two goals. Um two goals, two games, uh, uh, 82 goals this year. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. But the you know, holding on, dragging that uh puck until the opening came. Yeah. That's just I mean, I hope these kids are watching cuz that's just pure skill and just that veteran presence teaching these guys, "Hey, this is how we're going to win games." He's been in the league for what, 11 years now, so I mean, this is gonna this is gonna be a huge ask, but can you ever remember him scoring on a backhander like that? Because I don't. No, I can't. I can't go to that. No. When he when he did, I mean, I, I we spoke to a couple of people about this, and I think everybody felt the same way that I did. I expected him to curl behind the net and try and either get it to the point on the left side or do some sort of backhand, you know, pa- pass to the slot or, yeah. or to somebody shrieking. The fact that he <laughs> he scored it, at, you know, with almost no no angle on his back, and I just I just had never seen it. I mean, I was I said it on Twitter. I literally didn't know that that shot was an option for him. Yeah. Um. And and the fact that he can, you know, at this point of his career, put up an MVP season, and then the following year s- surprise me in game two <laughs> or game one, whatever it was. Um. I. The guy is tremendous. Yeah, and it, and it's uh, it's gonna help because it builds it builds I think that team morale and uh, and really brought through some good performances from from both games. So uh, going into the road trip, I think this is how you want to start it. Yeah, especially with two tough opponents in Winnipeg and Toronto on that road trip. Yeah, um, to open and close it. So um, we're gonna move from Kopitar to his line mate newcomer Ilya Kovalchuk we mentioned it in our little intro chit chat about me just not knowing how good he was mm-hmm. uh well I mean what can you say like I, I think at this point two points in two games in I don't think anybody complained about the signing no and and I'll give you one more it's um his interview on the first after the first game mm-hmm. um uh it him talking about the power play and going over five and having trouble even entering the zone mm-hmm. on the power play, saying that it's uh, it is unacceptable. <laughs> um, those kind of words don't get spoken by players too much. No, and the, to see the passion in him to say, you know what, I haven't earned my spot on that on that line, and I will. Um, I, I felt like he was just kind of putting it out there that he expected more of himself. Uh, he felt like he owed the team more, and he was going to work to get there. So. Um, a guy like him saying that uh, really, really kind of won me over once more saying, you know what, this is this is the kind of drive we need because people are going to look to that and they're going to look to see this guy working just as hard as anyone else. It's a silly thing, but it's it's something that I actually do believe is important. One of the reasons uh, the interview you're talking about, one of the reasons I, I was uh, bummed out when the team lost Rob Scuderi, although I can see that, you know, at some point his physical ability to play hockey um, diminished. But one of the reasons the first time he left that I was upset was because he was the guy that would go on camera after a a loss and say, we weren't good enough. This is what, and and, you know, not critic, not in a sort of negative over the top diva esque manner, but just in a matter of fact, this is what the team needs to do to improve. This is where we weren't good enough. This is what we're going to do to make it better. And having guys like that on the team, you know, I actually do believe it contributes to a healthy locker room, which contributes to a better work ethic across the board, you know, and, and quick is another guy who's, who's great at that. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When he plays well, he credits his teammates. When his teammates play poorly, he blames himself. Mm-hmm. You know, simple, plain spoken. I feel like that's the sort of thing that matters. And and it's great to have a guy like Kovalchuk. You know, they haven't scored on the power play yet. I believe that every fan base across the league will complain about a power team's power play right. no matter what. Like the best, <laughs> the best power play in the league, if you were to check Twitter, I promise you, in the middle of any game, if they go 0 for 3 on the power play, all of the tweets will be more like a power less play. Am I right? <laughs> or, you know, here we are. I saw you Ma- tweet that, right? But I mean, like, you know, like Maple Leafs garbage no, on the power. Yeah. You know, you could be clicking at 27%. Yeah. And the fans will only focus on the fact that you haven't scored, you know, in 73% of, right. of the opportunities. So, you know, yes, the Kings are 0 for. Last season, they went 20%. I'm perfectly happy with 20%, even if it is in the lower you know, half of the league, uh, as I've said before, I don't really care where your power play ranking is. To me, it's more important what the percentage is and, and 20% or higher is fine. So obviously they're, they're over for the season, but they'll be in the top half. I have to imagine. I, and I'm assuming top third by the end of the year, e- even if it's, even if it's not top third, they're going to get Brown back. They're going to figure out what to do with Kovalchuk. Um, I think they're just doing what they do every year, which is they're being a little bit too precious. They're trying that extra pass. They're trying to, they're trying to trick the other team yeah, and yeah. you're not like, uh, you know, the other team is well aware that Kovalchuk is, you know, right. is lining up with the one timer and the Dowdy's at the top. And the, unless you're switching jerseys, yeah. you're not going to pull it off. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Hey, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't checked the rules book. Yeah. But. So, I mean, part of me wants them to, to rely on something of a gimmick play and say like, look, throw Wagner on the power play and just give him the puck. Let him enter the zone. And and by the time by the time the rest of the team, you know, gets into the zone, he'll he'll have possession behind the net or something. Like he's that fast that you could almost just I'm not surprised if in the next like on this road trip even he's skating down and then he turns around and goes, Me me. Like it, he's that kind of guy, you know. But but I mean he, honest to God, like here's here's just a crazy idea. Kopitar, Carter, and Kovalchuk as your forwards, uh-huh. Dowdy and Wagner on the points. Give the puck to Wagner, let him gain the zone. By the time the other four guys get in, have him go off, you know, have just all he's there to do is gain the zone. As soon as they gain the zone, he's on the bench and Musk comes over or whoever uh-huh. else you want to the point. I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> half of me wants the gimmick play. The other half says just be patient. Let them figure it out. They'll figure it out. No, Rainbows and Butterflies tells me that uh, that this is going to be a different year for a power play. Um, I think penalty kill stays the same. And um, we're going to see. That's where that's where I think a strong percentage of increase goals are going to come from i mean i hope you're right and, and i mean we started this segment to talk about kovalchuk uh honestly i've been more impressed by his passing than by his shooting so you know on the power play maybe stop trying to force these one-timers we saw yeah. in game two they they fed it to him fed it to him um let it happen like just let it happen you know what i mean yeah. like i said half of me wants the the gimmick play with you know with wagner the other half just says let it happen if if Kovalchuk doesn't have a single power play goal all season long, but he has 
25 power play assists like i'm good that's fine <laughs> and credit to josh cooper because i think on second yeah, second game he tweets out cole chuck uh, down at the bottom digs out the puck passed out a follow for shot on goal kings up 3-1 and i text i tweeted back saying if you were to play that play out in your head mm-hmm. wouldn't you switch those names around like you just didn't expect cole chuck being the one Right on the boards, digging it out, and then passing Diafalo, who last year was on the boards digging yeah. it out. So, uh, just to see that you know what the play rotates, and that's kind of like part of what the Kings' identity is: is that every player kind of moves into into the place they need to be, and and they kind of fill the hole. So, um, I I like that play. I I felt like felt like it got people to recognize him and say, okay, ah. <sighs> I'm coming down off the ledge. Yeah. I haven't seen a goal yet, but that was beautiful. That goal, the first thing that popped into my head uh, when I follow scored that goal, and it, it was almost instantaneous, was that's the player Nelson Emerson talked about two years ago, mm-hmm. right? In in preseason uh, and at the and the state of the franchise event two years ago um, or two seasons ago, um, Emerson talked about I follow as being a player that he would watch in practice who – when you would see him take a shot, you would think to yourself, there's no way the puck finds the hole, right? There's just not enough space for him to to score on. The goalie's in position. This isn't a good shot. And he said time and time again, the puck would find its way into the back of the net. Yeah. And that was a perfect. And that's the play. That was it, right? Yeah. Kovalchuk goes into the corner, digs it out. It's on Iafalo's stick for less than half a second. <laughs> Boom, back in the net, despite Bernier's best attempt yeah, nice try, uh, buddy. at the John Quick special <laughs> of, uh, of knocking the puck off. The hey, corner. we know where he was trained, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought like, okay, this is great. If you're going to actually see an Alex Iafalo who's not completely um i don't want to say subservient but he's not completely deferring to his line mates all season long mm-hmm. if he's actually going to open spaces and if you have a guy like kovalchuk who's gonna go into the corner and and create the play right great then maybe i follow the will score. yeah then maybe i follow can score more than nine goals again not that i not that i care but other people have uh have right. expressed concern that, that that position needs to produce more goals and then when brown comes back options right it's it's a wonderful problem to have what do you right. do when your top when your top line uh winger who scored 28 29 goals last year comes back right and if you're if you're pulling out 80 90 goals out of the top line i think you're pretty happy with that oh 100 percent. yeah so it doesn't matter who's getting them right exactly. <laughs> but if it's still producing top numbers in, in the league then i guess uh we'll take it however we get it right yeah now i talked about the gimmick play with wagner uh on the power play which is like i said i'm not real serious about this but there is something I am 100% deadly serious about with Wagner, and I want to see it happen. And I was hoping it would happen in Detroit. It didn't. When the other team pulls the goalie, for God's sake, put Wagner on the ice. Mm-hmm. Because then you can ice the puck, and he will get to it. Right, right. And there is no goalie. Yeah. And why isn't that an automatic <laughs> money goal in the bank. Yeah. Like, I, I desperately, money in the bank. desperately wanted to see them do it against Detroit. You just put him out there with, with the goalie pulled, six on five, tell whoever gets the puck, whichever mm-hmm. defenseman, whichever forward, as soon as you get the puck, get behind your own net, create enough space between you and, and the attacking team, and just lob that sucker down. Yeah. Don't even aim for the net. Just don't throw it over the boards. And then you just tell Wagner, head down, kid. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After burner's on, go get it. Right. And, he, and he will. I mean, at this point, there was two seconds left in the game. 
uh-huh. or in the period or whatever. And he got the puck in his own zone about the face-off circle in his own zone. And I thought to myself, he could do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, 2.3 seconds, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a shot on goal out of it. Now, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not by much. Yeah, with Wagner, uh, that's another interview I want to go to is his interview after the game. And um, I don't know if you caught the mood change, but Carlin definitely wasn't her energetic self. She was a little more soft-spoken. <laughs> and you have a Wagner with his head tipped down. You can't mm. see his face. His bill of his hat yeah, is covering I his did face. See that. Uh, when he finally looks up, he's, you know, watery. He's And he was carrying the weight of the overtime loss on his shoulders because he had those three breakaways. Mm-hmm. They were beautiful breakaways. I mean, just blew past yeah. Carlson, blew past everybody. Um, the guy's just got wheels and, um, and I hate that I even saw people on Twitter say, oh, lack of finish because oh, whatever, this is the first game for this 21. kid, like <laughs> give him a chance. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that he's, he's able to make, he's a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and then he went into the interview and really carried that weight and, and felt like, um, it was his burden to carry, even though it's not, he did amazing for his first game and uh, for anybody's game. I mean, you have players that have been on a team for five years and don't get that many opportunities. Uh, So to see that kind of, once again, passion, like kids that care and want to want to be a productive part of the team and want to make the team better um, and, and carry that weight uh, to me, that's, that's crucial. And to see a player like that on his first game, really own that. It, it, It just showed, a sense of maturity to me, like, hey, listen, I can be a part of this. I know I'm owning the moment, and uh, and I'm going to do better for you next time. Yeah, I mean, he played a season or, or just over half a season in Ontario last year, and you can see that, right, he's not he's not a, a rookie at, at being a professional. He right. may be a rookie in the NHL, in the league, yeah. but um, were you – I can't remember the timeline, but were you in California for Brown's rookie year? I was. Do you remember uh, the first – it must have been like 10 or 15 games. Every game he played in, he would wreck the other team's star mm-hmm. player. Like mm-hmm. somebody made a, you know, how on the side of, um, of airline of, uh, of fighter jets, they put X's yeah. for a number of hit. Somebody made a graphic for Brown where it was like jerseys of the other team oh, I did with, see that. with X's through them with the name <laughs> of each. I wish I could remember the players that he, that he, but it was like literally every game That's he beautiful. would take out. Yeah. The, a, a star player on there. So somebody had like, you know, uh, Bertuzzi, Sedin, you know, with little yeah. X's through them. I want someone to do that for Wagner. Uh, Dave Joseph came up with the idea on the post game of, of doing a, you know, right. a breakaway count yeah. for Wagner. I want to do like, okay, you know, Carlson, XX, yeah. right? Like, you, you know, I want to check because when you have a player, even if the all around game isn't, you know, elite level or all star level, when you have a guy uh, who, who excels at one thing. Right. You know, I said it on Twitter. It's not worth the price of admission yet. You know, I wouldn't pay for a full ticket just so I could see three breakaways in seven minutes out of Austin Wagner. But I'm all right with, you know, it's on the list. yeah, like, I'm OK <laughs> saying 33 percent of my entertainment value yeah. is, der- is derived just from watching that kid burn people. So there was one he had where it was off the break. It was off a face off and he just tipped the puck off the guy's stick. And his ex- it's not even his top speed. It's his acceleration. Right. right. He goes from zero to 60 in in the blink less than a blink of an eye and and before you knew it he was entering the zone by himself on another breakaway and i just i want somebody you know maybe i'll do it i don't know but i probably won't but i just want somebody to with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To count how many how many scoring chances he creates just with his speed and how many all-stars he, he winds up burning and blowing past. Because we're, we're I think we're at least at five or six now. All right, so listeners, uh, pay attention to All King's Men for that banner of... Yeah, I think we're going to call it Wagner's Wheels or something yeah, like that. Wagner's Wheels. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, the kid's unbelievable. It's just crazy. And, and pairing, uh, having him teamed up with Amadio where he could be fed from him after they've built... Yeah, uh, you know, if they had a chance to play together and and uh that's that's also a great point to look at and say that's a good pairing just in, in those two alone. And you know, now that they have Kempe and Wagner and I follow and you know, they've got kids with speed, you could potentially have a line that just that just burns. Yeah. Um and like I said, not worth the full price of admission, but you know, if it gets people, if they don't know how to play that line, yeah. if other teams just don't know how to play that line and they don't have a way to stop it, um, then you're just putting pressure on the goalie all game. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's eight extra times where that goalie's really got to look at eight great opportunities, guess what? Some of those are going to go in. It's just numbers. And and you can even see it with Kovalchuk, a guy who doesn't have right Wagner level speed, but you can see the space that he creates just by the other team being aware of him. Yeah. And now you're looking at, you know, Kovalchuk on the top line, Pearson or Carter on the second, excuse me, on the second line, Kempe on the third, Wagner on the fourth, or, you know, you can shuffle it around wherever you want. Once you start getting people on each line, even if they're not scoring, if they're creating space, if they're backing the defense off, if they're making sure that the other team always has to be aware it it just helps the rest of the line you know move in empty space retain the puck it's it's good and 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 back to cold chuck real quick i feel mm-hmm. like he he's gonna settle into i i still see where he's uh he, he's got he's got a lot of pressure on him coming into this team and and all the weight that was put on him with my media and everything else about his return um and I, I see like there's just a lot of sometimes he's just putting more touches on the puck than he needs to. And, yeah. You know, he's he's uh, he's going too hard and not able to make the turn. Uh, he's just he's putting a lot of pressure, I think, on himself to to be at, at a high caliber, which he is naturally. And, yeah. and it's one of those things where you care too much. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense or no. It was it's it what I meant earlier when I said they're trying to be too precious. Yeah, you know, like Dowdy does a spin move that turns into a a breakaway for the other team, or they try that extra pass, or they do the stick fake. Or I saw Pearson coming down the the left side at one point, and he did about six shoulder fakes. Right, he did like a full yeah. body shimmy, and I was like, "Who is that for, Tanner?" Yeah, right, <laughs> like, right. I, I there's no bigger Tanner Pearson fan other than perhaps his wife and his family than me. And I was just like, "Come on, man, just put the puck on net or keep moving." But like that full shimmy, like I, who needs it? Like I get it. It's Detroit, and and honestly, I think a lot of it just is that it was against Detroit, uh-huh. right? And they, I think they knew or didn't know they were going to win, but I think they felt pretty confident that this was going to be a win. And, you know, they hadn't scored on the power play in the first game. And I don't know if you saw, but we mentioned this in the post game. Tyler Dello, um, analytics guru, Tyler Dello was just savaging the Kings uh-huh. power play online. So it's like, OK, they're 
you know, and and it didn't happen so much in the second game, and in the first game, I've never felt um that much anticipation for a meaningless regular season power play than that first game. It was like the crowd just desperately wants to cheer for Kovalchuk mm-hmm. to score a power play. Right, goal. right. Never mind that it, you know, that it that it's who cares who scores it, right? We we all know he he makes this much money. He's right. been brought in, who you know, hype, hype, hype. It's, like, it's just Staples Center wants a Kovalchuk goal. Absolutely. I think they know that. I think once they get the first one, all of the goofy stuff goes away, you know, and I think the pressure just right. So Absolutely. I kind of hope that they get it on the road trip because then it's just like whatever, it's no big deal. Absolutely, we're in the we're in the thick of it. And yeah, we're just gonna run. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that's all the good stuff. Now we kind of have to talk about the bad stuff, and that is the quick injury. Um, it's not the end of the world. Well, we don't know if it's the end of the world. Well, yet. now on the IR instead of day to day. Yeah, but I mean that was a uh, that was a salary cap move, and they brought Matt Luff up. You know, I don't expect that he'll see any game action. Although I quite like him, mm-hmm. um, he stood out to me uh, in the development camp two years ago and this year. But you know, if Quick is out for any extended period of time, and by that I mean more than he was out in the 2014 season, um, you know, I begin to worry because Jack Campbell's look great you know i i anticipate that he'll be fine for them you know we know what budai can bring you but if we're talking about three four you know god forbid five months mm-hmm. i think you i think the the tone of the season takes a real turn real fast um what's your concern level um sorry you're about to think. a lot more now that you said three four yeah, sorry five about months. that well i mean we don't know what it is it could be nothing right he could be back in a week. i mean i'm expecting to see him back uh two to four weeks i it, i mean from the from the initial um discussion or the the very little discussion we yeah. could get uh it didn't seem like it was even going to be um you know more uh, wouldn't be an ir issue so uh going into IR and now having a certain amount of games out and uh, he'll be, uh, he'll be out for the road trip most likely. And that uh, that's a all Canada trip. So there's some good teams there and, and we're going to see the likes of uh, uh, Matthews and Tavares mm-hmm. and uh, going to have to play against Winnipeg who always plays well. So, it's going to be it's going to be a good test and and i hate to go back to the to the mantra of we come out of it 500 then we came out of it i we've got to be more of a, a focused group to say you know we we need we need the majority of points out of out of these road trips yeah i want to i want to hammer this point home cuz i think it can be easily looked over when quick went down um they literally didn't have the cap space to call up Peter Budai. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's on the IR. It's entirely possible that he could be day to day. You know, he, right. Maybe he just, maybe it's a Charlie horse or, you know what I mean? Like he could be fine, but he needs a day off and they don't want to throw him in his backup. And they just, they literally didn't have the cap space to, <laughs> to call up the backup. So you put quick on IR and it buys you a week's worth of cap space. Like, do we take the bus to Canada? Right. Or and well, that's put him on IR. That's it. So, so you shrug and you go, all right, you've got, you know, Detroit, Ottawa and, and Montreal in your next, you know, handful of games. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel 
perfectly comfortable throwing Jack Campbell out against Detroit, Ottawa, and Montreal. And you've got Toronto and Winnipeg, and you go like, all right, well, even with Quick and Net, those are tough games. Right. So I'm not terribly stressed about the idea of throwing your backup goalie to those. And I, I don't want to say that you take the loss in your head, because obviously that's no, that kind all. of thinking doesn't happen in professional sports. But just from a fan perspective, if you told me that the road trip, they go two and two, I'm fine with that. I don't care who's in net. I don't care if they get lit up by Toronto or Winnipeg. Those Toronto and Winnipeg are going to light people up. Right. That's, you know, that's what they spend their money on. That's what they're doing in the playoffs. Toronto still doesn't have a goalie or a defense that I consistently trust. So, mm-hmm. and we don't have to play them in the playoffs anyway. So mm-hmm. not worried about it. Um, But yeah, ultimately we're going to have to find out how serious this injury to quick is because the way they handled it, it could be, like I said, it could be nothing. Right. Could be something. And that's my feeling. I yeah. don't think it's, I don't think it's very, uh, very serious. So, uh, and, and look at this. I mean, it, it was Detroit, but 40 shots on goal is 40 shots on goal. And to come out with only two goals in the net, it's a strong performance. Yeah, for like, sure. We're not talking like we're just putting some schlub in the, in the net. This is Jack Campbell. So, yeah. And, and everybody, you know, we and nice Nicholas Cage reference, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, I, I have a weird affinity for that movie, The Family Man. For people <laughs> who don't know. I don't know why, because when I watched it again recently, uh, I realized how horrible it is. <laughs> Not horrible as a bad movie, but I realized, like, how torturous it would be for that, the individual in the film. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but Nicholas Cage plays a, a mean rich guy who only cares about money. And then the universe says, oh, yeah, well, here's an alternate version of your life where you don't care about money, but you have kids and a wife and a family. And then they force him, the universe forces him to live that life long enough to realize that there are things more important than money. And then as soon as he learns the lesson, they take it all away from him forever. Right. (laughs) So like, that just seems unnecessarily cruel, even though the message of the movie is supposed to be, oh, look, the mean guy learned there's more important than, but it's like, (laughs) but then they throw him right back into his life where he's insanely wealthy, has this high, important, anyway, whatever, I'm totally (laughs) off topic. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, you've thrown, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, man, Nick Cage, the family man. He's in the Spider-Man movie coming out, too. Um, Anyway. Like I said, I, 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 I'm fine with Campbell and Nett uh, for those games. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. The goalie pipeline. People talk about the goalies that have done well in the past with quick out. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to point to Bernier or Jones mm-hmm. and say, well, sure, they did well. You know, look, they have NHL careers. You know, and people have said, oh, Jones put up better numbers, you know, with the Kings than quick did. I think Jones only played 34 games as a king um but it's guys like martin scrivens and jonas enroth and darcy kemper i mean we'll see how kemper does this year but there are just as many guys who are out of the league or who or who aren't nhl starters that played well with the kings than there are your martin joneses so i i do think it has to do with the system and the goalie coaches absolutely so i'm i'm legitimately not worried about <laughs> Jack Campbell. If, if people co- keep coming shopping at your team for goalies, yeah, exactly. it's got to tell you something. Yeah. yeah. And, and you look at guys like Barube, who, when he left the Kings, everybody said, you know, cause he was claimed off waivers. And then Bartisak was yet another player, uh, arrested for, uh, uh, 
uh, you know, uh, domestic abuse. Right. So it was a hit to the Kings pipeline. They lost two young goalies. But in the but in the meantime, I don't know where Bartisak went. I'm sure he went back to Europe. But Barube has floated around the league and hasn't really done anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on the Islanders, I think, for a while. And I just saw his name pop up the other day. I don't know if it's because he was put on waivers or released or, but he, he wasn't the next Martin Jones. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, so whatever, you know, the Kings brought in Jack Campbell, who was a first round draft pick loaded with talent for whatever reason, it didn't work out in Dallas as no goalies work out in Dallas. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we've, uh, we've harped on Campbell long enough. I wanted to uh, introduce a new segment. Um, segment i've toyed around with in years past it used to be a uh a uh a regular thing we did on life in hockeywood my old podcast uh-huh. my old old podcast go check that out uh, you can't <laughs> <laughs> it only exists on my laptop um but i have every episode and they are they're a trip to listen to <laughs> um, but uh it's king of the week yes. and and the idea is every week uh to identify which king had the best week. Simple enough premise. And we've only got two games to go on this this quote unquote week. We're talking about last week. Um I would argue that Kopitar, Kovalchuk, Ayafalo, Tafoli, and maybe Campbell are uh are nominees. But I wanted to broaden the scope this season and include members of the Ontario Reign, anybody on the Monarchs who's under contract with the Kings, any of the players in the juniors. Any of the players in co- at the collegiate level. We're going to do some research. The this broadcasters, year. <laughs> <laughs> the front office, fans, anybody that uh, that exists within the, the Kings hockey realm uh, that had a particularly good week, I would say is eligible to be named King of the Week. Um, I'll start off uh, with what I think. Then you can make your case. And then I will act as, uh, as final judge and award okay. a King of the Week. So I am going to say Ilya Kovalchuk. Because um, I think with all the pressure, you know, with with all the question marks, he comes in, he looks great, picks up two assists, and as you said, had that that post game interview where he he put he put the pressure on himself and on the team, right, on, to, on yeah, top absolutely. of what was already there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna argue for Ilya Kovalchuk. I feel like I feel like that's a good choice, and had I not also had that in my head. I would argue it, <laughs> since it was already in my head. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make I it audible. Let you go first. I'm sorry. I'm gonna make it audible, and um, I'm gonna go with Carlin Baith. Okay, uh, coming from the Ice Crew, then going into Fox Sports and 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 working our way through there, and now making it to the main broadcast team for the Kings, coming back home and permanently be doing this. Um, that is, I think, uh, you know, Alex did a great job. And uh, Alex Curry for mm-hmm. uh, for post games and things like that, but I really think she brings a different energy. Her, uh, I don't know if she comes up with her segments, but the segments are on point of uh, what is it, with golf cart confessionals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she just has a great spirit, and and uh, she hypes people up. She, you know, she got that from uh, working side by side with Jay Flats, and like she just had a lot of experience, and now all that's culminating into this role that she has. I'm really happy to see her on camera, and um, and she's funny. She's just she's just a great person. So she's my pick for King of the Week. I like it. That's a good pick. I, I've only worked inside, or not even inside. Under, I, I always refer to it as under the umbrella. 
I've only worked under the umbrella of, of professional sports for the last four or five years. And in that time, I've learned that it's a really strange industry mm-hmm. full of a lot of really interesting people. Like, it's not like being a lawyer or a doctor where everybody had a fairly similar path. You know, like you go to law school, you go to medical school. If you're an air conditioner repairman, you went to trade school. You know what I mean? Like right. everybody sort of has. But every now and then you, you find an industry where there are a million inroads, mm-hmm. you know, and and professional sports is one of them because you could have been an athlete. You could have been a former athlete. You could have gone to broadcasting school. You could be a writer. You could be at me, some Joker fan who, you know, runs his mouth real good. Yeah. Um, right place, right time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there are very few people who have almost universal praise from everybody that you meet. And honestly, Carlin is one of those people. Anybody I talk to will volunteer extra information talking about how impressive her career path has been. Right. You know, she starts as a nice girl. She has greater ambitions. You know, she does the in arena hosting. She does the work for Fox Sports West. She does the the on the uh, the online reporting. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because it's her life and her decisions but i mean i know how hard she's worked at it right and i know some of the steps that she's taken um to make sure that she keeps improving at her job and and like i said it's rare that you bump into somebody i've never heard a a a, a, a bad word spoken about her no i um in any capacity and that's not that everybody's running around saying horrible things about, about right. everybody all the time but it's rare to find somebody with a hundred percent rotten tomato rating yeah 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 <laughs> um, and she's one of them. So I like that pick. However, I am going to go ahead and ignore both of us. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're pulling all of That's yourself. right. That's right. And I'm going to go ahead and say the captain, Andre Kopitar, with two goals, scoring the first goal Can't in both that. games. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just too, like I said, it's too impressive. It's too important. The guy's already on a pace for another great season after having a standout season last year. So congratulations, Andre Kopitar, this week's King of the Week. Pulled an audible on yourself. Yeah, hey, you know. <laughs> it would have been bad if you didn't see it coming. No, down. well, <laughs> you know, the whole point of the segment is to reward uh, reward excellence. and uh, We could talk about three people. Yeah, exactly. Kopitar is uh, nothing if not excellent. And if you didn't pull the audible, I did put you in the corner anyway. <laughs> no, look, I, I'm glad you said Carlin. I mean, that's why I expanded the uh, When you the said it, when you went to that, I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. She was my backup. <laughs> In case you said couple chat. <laughs> uh so anything else you want to touch on this week, James? Yeah, I don't know if you caught the uh the end of the win. We've got a uh, we got stick taps and, and stick raises to the fans. We got waving going yeah, on. Yeah, we did. Twitter's a fire. They are, yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I tell you what, I mentioned this in the post game uh the other night. Um, and I sort of made a snarky comment about it. And then I deleted that when I went back and edited it. Uh-huh. Because I thought, oh gosh, you know what? I'm not entirely sure how the organization feels about the stick salute. Maybe it was, you know, something that they're very high on promoting. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll be the diplomat. Well, maybe I'll just, you know, check the temperature of the room before right, I before right. I do a belly flop into the <laughs> negative side of the pool. Um, but I, I checked with one person. I won't say who. And, and I hope they were telling me the truth. They said there was no sort of directive from the team to be to promote interesting like they obviously i I mean i think the players i think i think the it's a lot management well i think management may have spoken to the players but they didn't speak to you know the 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 
media side of the of the building because I saw a bunch of people, whether it was Dave Joseph, Brooklyn Boyers, Alex Faust, I saw a bunch of people say pointing out on Twitter, like, hey, they did the stick tap. That's and new. My my initial thought was to roll my eyes and go like, okay, uh, they're pushing it. Like, they did to me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, they really want people to notice. But like I said, I checked. And unless the person is is you know deceiving me, apparently that was just something that those people organically noticed happened. Uh, I'm not opposed to it, but you and I had a conversation <laughs> on the drive home from the uh, state of the franchise state of franchise event where I asked you what you thought about it. I just think it's goofy, and and I don't care. It doesn't take any. You know, I, I don't think it's bad. I just think the one the next time they don't do it. I'd be real curious to see what the response is. Oh, it'd be, it'd be on fire. Like, yeah. Oh, we're not worth it. We paid all this money and yeah. you don't even give us a salute. No, it's it, but it's, it's a, it's a nice tap to the fans. And, and um, you know what? The Kings are always very good about recognizing their fan base. And when it came up two and three times at the state of franchise, I think it was even Luke that was like, Oh, I didn't even know that was a yeah. thing people wanted. Like, Okay. And to see that he, they even took it under consideration to try it out and see if the fan if it made sense, and people on Twitter loved it. So uh, it looked like they were going to do it on the first game, but I think the fact that they lost in overtime, right? You know, and Quick was obviously pretty pissed. It kind of looked like it fell apart, <laughs> and that was apart. part of our conversation. Was like, what happens when you have that bad loss? Yeah. Are you now the players got to stay out there and be like, hey, thanks fans for right. sticking around watching us. When they're pissed off about yeah. their performance or, you know, whatever the case is and forcing that it, it does feel forced at that point and it's not organic. So if it's going to be organic and it's just something that, you know, the players want to do and it sells. Yeah. Then good. I, I like the idea. I, I would even be all right with saying. You have to do it after a win. Right. Right. Even though I still think it's goofy and, and I think making. I don't want a gesture if it's a forced gesture. You know what I mean? It's like you've got kids. If your kid breaks your neighbor's porch light and you march the kid over and you say apologize to the neighbor and the kid apologizes, you're doing it for the kid. You're not doing it for the neighbor. Right. right. <laughs> the neighbor knows your kid doesn't care. Right. You know, you're doing it so the kid learns the lesson about, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think it's the team's job to teach the players a lesson about respecting the fans after right. a game or whatever. But if you wanted to say after a win – you go out and you do it. Okay, fine. But like I said, after a loss. That, yeah, that's. Man, I don't want it. I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to watch it after a loss. Yeah. Like, get off. Get off the ice. Go to the locker room. Do your thing. You're human yeah, absolutely. beings. <laughs> you got to go home. I get it. I've got to go home. Fly at 11. Know. Exactly. <laughs> Fly at 11. Anyway, James, I think that is going to wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We'll do this again next week, if not sooner. Uh, for James Whitlock, I'm Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. You can't see it, but I'm waving my stick in the air to salute you. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.